Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and explain uh, the idea for this, uh, what, the idea that we had come up yeah. with for this app. And it goes okay. way back to a, a trip that Brooke and I um, had taken to uh, Maui this past summer, where on the east side of Maui there is this um, famous uh, road called the Road to Hana, and it's a big tourist attraction, and you uh, drive along this road, and uh, there's all of these really beautiful lookout points and waterfalls and um, unique um, uh, forests all along the way that you, you know, you got to get out of the car and you got to go check it out. So what we did before we got to the Road to Hana is we downloaded this app that is a, it's a Road to Hana tour guide app. And what it does is that it links to your uh, your GPS on your phone and as you're driving, there are these uh, little markers that are outlined on that road. And when you hit that marker, when your GPS hits that marker, then an audio uh, recording will, will come on. And it'll be like, hey, you guys are just one mile outside of the gates to the road to Hana. You guys are almost there. You're going to want to stop off at this gas station coming up here on the right here so that you can take a bathroom break. There's only going to be one other bathroom break on the road to Hana, you know, and uh, you're also going to want to get any kind of uh, water that you want because uh, you're not going to be able to hit another restaurant or uh, water source for another uh, 10 miles, which will take us about three hours to hit. So, you know, it, it, like little things like that that are all along the road and um, give you like little tips on how you're going to want to prepare for the next, uh, you know, length of road ahead of you. But that's only one element. You know, he also spends a good amount of time describing some of the history of what's happened in this area and where it came from and explaining how some of these natural uh, formations uh, arrived and uh, also encouraging you to notice certain things along the road. He's like, you know, uh, no, you'll, you're going to notice along the, uh, you know, coming up here in the next little bit that you'll see these very large trees with smooth bark and kind of a rainbow color effect. That is a uh, I think it was some kind of eucalyptus tree or something like that that's unique to Maui. And he described, mm. you know, all these different things that are just really, really cool that you would gain from a, a physical tour guide there. Um, but it had this whole other dynamic that I thought was even better than a physical tour guide because he had uh, kind of music that would go along with it sometimes. And it just had a lot more... Uh, um, unique dynamics to the fact that it was just synced up with your phone and to your GPS right. that was, in my mind, better than even a tour guide. So the idea, we, I was explaining that when I was in uh, at Disneyland with Adam here this past November, and we had thought, how freaking cool would that be if there was the ability to have a sensitive en- uh, enough of a GPS tracker with the phones, which I'm sure is is... Uh, yeah, available new, now. The new A7 chips in iPhones are actually really, really accurate. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, if you were to try to uh, create, you know, uh, dozens, if not hundreds of little markers throughout the park of Disneyland California Adventures where you could download a Disneyland tour guide app, and as you travel around through Disneyland, you have the you have this ability to listen in to this tour guide that's going to tell you history and uh, it, 
uh, instructions on how to how to go about your day at Disneyland and give you heads ups about common trends with uh, wait times and stuff like that and good times to hit a certain um, ride and good mm. you know good places to eat in the area that you're at um, and it could also be connected to the actual time uh, of day that you're at. You know, there, there's a lot right. of potential complexity in developing all of that. What's content, also really amazing is it's but like it's all it's, there. It's like an own. It's a, it's like a mini version of what Google Maps is getting to, which is where they get enough people actually like reporting information to Google, and they're d- directing enough traffic yeah. that eventually what they start doing is they can actually control the flow of traffic. They can actually anticipate <laughs> traffic. Yes, and that's what you right. do. That's what you do in a miniature way with Disneyland. Is you're actually controlling where people go. Enough people get on it and are using it, and you're tracking and they're sharing information with you. You're sharing information with them that you can actually start. You can know. Right now, there's a ton of people over at Star Tours. Uh-huh. You make your way over to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever it is, you know. What else would be really cool that I thought of um, is a, like a walk, in, <coughs> a walk in Walt Disney's footsteps type of thing where okay. you actually start using augmented reality with your phone. You can, you can then pull up your phone and using the camera, you can actually, like you'll, you'll pull up the phone and point it down Main Street. And you're pointing it at a bunch of people all walking down Main Street. But what the, what you're seeing on the phone is an empty street with Walt Disney walking down Main Street. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you watch it in black and white. Yeah. And you can kind of, maybe even you can even and listen my, to him talking about certain things. And maybe you're seeing 1955 Main Street. Exactly. Disneyland. You yeah. know? And, and you're, you're seeing it on opening day or something like that. Yes. Um, I think what would be really cool is like a walk in Walt's footsteps type thing where, where every once in a while you stop, you put up your, your phone, and you actually watch Walt walk around a certain area of the park. And you could do a lot of it probably based on actual footage. I don't know how much of it you'd have to recreate with CGI, but you could probably do quite a bit of it with actual footage. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. But mm-hmm. what would be really, really cool is lots of different types of tours. The one that you and I thought oh, yeah. of was like a, fo- a flora and fauna tour yes. where you go down. This would be for like the really, really Disneyland fanatics, right? Yeah. Where you go down Main Street and you get to hear about this tree here, the 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 original botanist of, of Disneyland wanted to plant this tree, this and is the Walt Disney demanded that we do this tree, and we did these kinds of things, and this creates this type of an effect. And when you go into Adventureland, you notice that these trees change, and you have these different type of uh, you know, and you could do that on so many There's different levels. There's some people that would eat that up. Oh, Me totally. for one, I would actually I would totally eat that, eat that up. up. You know, maybe not on the first go around with the tour app, the tour guide app, mm-hmm. but like the third or fourth go around with the tour guide totally. app. I'm thinking, okay, this day I want to do the flora and fauna app. Yeah. Uh, or the the flora and fauna tour. Yeah. That's something that the fanatics, the annual pass holders that go there all the time would absolutely eat up. Mm-hmm. You know what would also be cool? You get a Tony Baxter tour. Tony Baxter is a really well-known ride creator and, mm-hmm. and uh, imagineer uh-huh. for the park. And you could actually pay him to actually tour guide for you. Oh my you do a gosh. Tony Baxter tour where you stop in front of um, Splash Mountain and he explains what he what he actually did when he if created Splash Mountain. You could get Mountain. like real audio interviews of these people oh, where yeah. they chime in at that point. They're like, hey, this is Tony Baxter. I'm glad that you're here in front of Matterhorn. I want to tell you a little bit about totally. how we did this, uh, you know, whatever. Totally. Wouldn't that be the yeah. coolest? It would yeah, be you awesome. know what's interesting is it seems like... Um, 
it seems like to pull it off, the only people that really could pull it off is, is Disney. Disney right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well enough. I think enough. I think some people could probably really throw a ton of money at it and do a, 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 a an okay job. But really, the only people that could actually pull it off is Disney. Absolutely. And and, well, and it seems like they'd be the ones that would be incentivized to do exactly. it. Exactly. Like right? it doesn't really. They could. They the could. Kind of they could direct could people like. to purchasing stuff in the park, or they could direct people to. Right. Like like we were talking about the crowd control thing, where if if they actually got to a level to where they were getting enough data from everybody that they could actually predict movement in the park. They could say, there's a lot of people over here. They could really engage the customer to like, oh, so much more spending, so much right. more uh, advantageous use of the park. They could, you know, they actually focus a lot on the number of rides that, it, that, it, that the average customer can use. And they're always trying to push that number up, right? They want, I don't know what the number is now, but they're aware that every customer gets a certain number of rides, right? Mm-hmm. If they could punch that number up, by controlling the park well enough. Mm. So where, let's say the average rider gets 20 rides in a day, right? Well, if they can punch that up to 30 or 40 rides in a yeah. day, people are, are immediately seeing a, a bigger value You're in optimizing people's experience. It's awesome. Right. It's awesome. Well, and you'd, you would be optimizing the, the like, uptime of your rides. Yep. Too. Mm-hmm. Yep. You'd be making it so that, like, because the worst thing is to have a bunch of people waiting in line somewhere and nobody waiting somewhere else. Exactly. Because then you're just wasting. You're leveling all that capacity. out exactly. You're not. You're not wasting dollars on other rides that don't need it. The other reason why right. they're, they're Disney would be the best to handle it is because Disney, uh, the Disney theme parks, they could have the sensitivity to the inner workings of of the park to be able to alter the tour guide app. Like if uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad shuts down or mm-hmm. it's being cleaned or maintenance or something like mm-hmm. that that day, well then they shut down all of the. Uh, guide hotspots that are related to Thunder Mountain Railroad. They don't yeah. want people listening to how they can go jump on Thunder Mountain Railroad if it's shut down or if it's under maintenance, you know. Yeah. So uh, they would be the ones that are sensitive to that whole dynamic of things. Yeah. So that There's a, I mean, it's possible if they're, like, guiding people and telling exactly. them where to go. Exactly. You could, you could end up missing a ride and never realizing right. it. Right. As long as it's a dy- dynamic guiding and not just a static right. tour guide. That's the tough part. That's the part that, I mean, like, even the best companies have a tough time being able to do correctly. Because it's a lot of data, it's a lot of analysis, that's a lot of things running at one time yeah. to get it to really... But if you can do it, oh, mm-hmm. man, yeah. you could get efficiency up, like, like unreal. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically, I mean, that's really where dataism is going, right? Like, that's where, that's where data in the real world is happening. And if, if Disney can offer you... Let's say Disney offers a free tour with the app. You get your the basic tour with the app. But what what people already are, are also doing is they're sharing their locations. They're showing they're sharing data to Disney as part of it. And Disney isn't doing anything dishonest with it, right? They're actually just using it to be able to optimize people's park experience. Maybe they go ahead well, and I start mean, sell more stuff to them. They're probably using it. Right, I was going to say that. They're, they're going to sell more stuff to also. Them. Yeah. To sell more stuff. Yeah, like, hey, can you, you smell know. those? Can you smell those cookies on Main Street? Uh, or absolutely. <laughs> as you're walking by the corn dog car, oh, make yeah, sure and take a stop. I mean, I'll say that, like, on this um, Maui Road to Hana app, I mean, it didn't. Uh, it was pretty shameless in its uh, in its um, advertising for the 
food stops and some of the mm-hmm. really great rest stops that were along the road to Hana. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like it was shoving it down your throat because sure. that really genuinely is part of the experience of the road to Hana. It was sure. say, the app was like, hey, coming up here, you really got to make sure that you stop off at this uh, banana bread stand because they yeah. have some of the most fantastic banana bread that you'll ever have. It's and I cooked think, fresh every day. You got to stop see, by and get some. And I think that is a that is a level of, of user experience that people have come to expect today. I don't. I would not bo- be bothered at all if on my Disneyland tour they were like, hey, stop by the Mad Hatter and get yourself some Mickey ears. Like, who cares? Well, like, you know what? I, feel I don't like, mind that. I think you're absolutely right. I, I think that what is becoming so much more popular these days is the curated experience Mm -hmm. is uh not just like even just with products like like nowadays like these have you seen these like curated like these um these mystery boxes kind of things that people will sign up for women will sign up for them uh, oftentimes right and they actually don't know what they're gonna get but they know they're gonna get a box full of just loot of yeah. like cool stuff mm-hmm. that, that that's been curated for their mm-hmm. interests, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's actually a big deal. People really love it, and it's I. It's I think almost it's kind of game. Of the top trends it's, right now. it's gamifying the purchase process. Yeah, well, it, it's it's also saying like, you know, there are experts at product resourcing. Yeah, and I'm not an expert. I want to learn from the experts. I want to experience what the experts want me to experience. I want a curated experience yeah and and they're gonna it's like the difference so between owning your own music and letting letting pandora just find you some music right yes it's it's mm. it's owning your own product that you found on amazon or letting some experts decide for you hey maybe you might like this kind of thing and and i just think that that's what this tour guide kind of app kind backseat of backseat consumerism right yeah it, it, it really is people just want to i don't know they, they want to be taken care of if they if they're if you prove that you are really an expert and like hey you're not going to regret this this is going to be an awesome experience for you let me just take care of you yeah people eat that up yeah they love it i would i would absolutely eat up like a tour guide type thing like that my the one thing i start thinking about that becomes problematic is what if what if customers stop paying attention to where they're walking and they get too sidetracked by their headphones or they start walking around with their phone up with this augmented reality stuff you know, what What if that becomes a problem with crowd control, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it's a lot better than a, than a cast member telling you all, all lands, all park lands to the left, right? Remember when we were oh, there last? Yeah. We were there last, and these these cast members were just standing there yelling at people, saying, like, all lands to the left, you know, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, Adventureland to the left. But if you have... A tour Someone guide in telling your ear. you. Somebody steps in in the middle of your tour guide and saying, "Right now, everybody's experiencing the uh, whatever fireworks display, but you can make your way over to here to to avoid that crowd or or stay to the left, and then that'll that'll guide yeah. you here." As we travel down Main Street, you're going to want to stay to the right here because, you know, the fireworks show is just barely yeah. coming out. Yeah, dude, that kind yeah. of dynamic experience. Uh, not only for the for the customer who can now experience it from kind of a backseat, you know, park or perspective. Um, but then the data that that park can finally start learning the more people use it yeah, would be amazing. Anyways, was that 15 minutes? We're at 1606. Okay, perfect. <laughs> We're good. So that's the, that's the app idea. Yeah, no, that's really, I mean, it's really interesting. Um, the more you guys talk about augmented reality, have you guys seen this magic leap thing? No, what is no. it? It, I, it was this company that 
came out and announced they were going to do a bunch of augmented reality stuff and raised a bunch of money a couple years ago. And I mean, it seemed like half the internet just thought they were, you know, bandits making <laughs> off with all this money because they just didn't have a product yet. Yeah. And then about a week or maybe two weeks ago, they they showed off their product all of a sudden. They, you know, made these announcements and showed off this stuff. And it looks really cool. It's kind of this, you know, wonky looking headset that you put on. Um, but it basically creates an augmented reality around you, you know, and you're mm. seeing, you know, you're walking through your house and it's making it look like there's stuff sitting on your table and there's nothing sitting on your table, you know, and mm. there's, it's, it's really pretty neat. Um, the other one is, uh, have you seen any of the augmented reality stuff on the, on the 3DS, the little Nintendo handheld? Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got games thing. for that. Yeah. Yeah, like that's actually I, fairly I, old technology. I mean, 3DS right. has been doing it for a while, right? And it's it's really great. I mean, the kids have one where you put the card on the table, and all of a sudden, the like it they make it look like the table's like sucking down in like a black hole. Oh wow! In the middle of the table, mm-hmm. and there's like a hole in your table all of a sudden, and then like one of those plant like those Mario piranha plant things grows up out of it, and you have to like shoot it and like move around the table so you can shoot it from behind yeah it's i don't know it's pretty crazy yeah that's that's the kind of thing you know the augmented reality thing that is you can't tell me that that's not what walt disney wanted people to experience go into fantasy land and go go see you know any of the princesses you can do a princess tour right you do a princess tour where, where where little little kids can go into fantasy land and as you get to certain parts of fantasy land suddenly cinderella shows up or sleeping beauty shows up or peter pan you know flies by or whatever it is yeah how cool would it be to have to be walking down main street and actually witness the classic animated cartoon characters yeah Running around, yeah. doing their thing, yeah. you know, goofy and talking to you, and, and talking. talking to you exactly, yes. like <laughs> interacting uh, with like you. the real goofy, yeah, is is actually yeah. you know, I don't know, yeah. I, I mean, because awesome. that's the thing, you get you get augmented reality, and then you mix it with voice recognition, and totally, you know, all that kind of stuff, and all of a sudden, yeah, those characters got- walk up and talk to you, and you talk back, and they respond mm-hmm. like they're the real thing, yeah, yeah. Like that's not far off. Like none of no, that technology no, is like I is mean, too crazy. They're even doing it with some of their animatronic stuff, where their their they're, animatronics are interacting with the customers, yeah. with, the, with the guests. There's been promises for years that their characters would be released soon, being able to talk and interact with with guests. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the actual the actual character that you go and get a picture with, mm-hmm. the mouth moves and the the character talks in yeah. Mickey Mouse's voice. Yeah. Right. But if you had it all tied to augmented reality and right. apps on your phones that know you. Right. It gets it gets so much more engaging. Says, hey Adam. Exactly. How are you doing? Yeah. I see you've been here for a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> you just got off of that ride over there, that, that Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, how, how was that? How was Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah. Did you talk to Ralph? <laughs> the guy that was chasing that lady around the hotel. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a weirdo. Watch out for him. You know? Like, that'd be pretty wild. Yeah. Very personalized experiences can be created that way. It's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away 
man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away